right, folks, welcome back inside the vault. It's your boy, JB. Yo, it's your boy, Eddie, the worst boy. The worst boy, yeah, because you gave, you gave the wrong Twitter last time, dude. What's that all about? Um, yeah, so I changed the handle, like, three, four weeks ago without realizing it's, like, the day before we recorded, so I didn't think about it. And uh, so I still went by Eddie underscore Doug, and then, like, two days later, it's like, oh, no, I'm the worst boy now. With an I, because apparently the worst boy is actually taken. Uh, <laughs> actually, my change to the worst boy three or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, it's just something stupid. Uh, so it's the worst boy now. Da-da-da-da. Well, here's what we're talking about, guys. Today, listen up right now. Great. So it is Wolfman Day here for or Halloween month, and they decided instead of doing two separate episodes, we're going to be talking about three movies again today. Yeah, dude, and I'm super excited about these three. Yeah, because um, The Wolfman, you kind, you kind of like it. I really like The Yeah, so, so, like... so, so to the three movies we're talking about today, we've got The Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. we got Frankenstein meets The Wolfman. Yeah. And then well, the one that you recommended, so, which, yeah. which I had never seen it in its entirety. Yeah, uh, an American, where, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, which uh, I, I finished watching it this afternoon, and I actually uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. It's so good. It's yeah. So, it's so, it's like so weird, because, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, like... It's it's just a lot of fun. I don't know. Anyway, so let's start with the Wolfman, nineteen forty one. This is uh this is back um, when Universal's kind of having its resurgence in horror because Son of Frankenstein puts him back on the map. I learned this as well because apparently, uh, because British censorship was so up its own butt back in the thirties, there was actually a ban on horror films in the United Kingdom. Yeah, for, it was bad. For um for a few years, and that's why you saw guys like Lugosi lose so much work. Yeah, it's uh it was just interesting. There's a lot of weird bands that went on, I, especially around this time. It was just the you know Western culture started really censoring itself to like um like just the weirdest stuff. So you would start seeing yeah like Universal lost so much money off these bands because you never really thought about it. Uh, they never really thought about it until like some particular incident or some like crazy senator showed up and was like. Hey, we gotta ban this shit. Like you know, this, this, and this. Like I think Cleopatra. I think it was Cleopatra that was the start of that. No, that would have been too late. Really? Because 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 we talked last uh, last week when we were doing part two of our Frankenstein retrospective. Oh yeah, yeah, that's too early. Yeah, because um, 1938, since Universal was losing so much money because of the depression, the war is about to start. So what they did, they did a triple feature. They did Dracula, Frankenstein, and King Kong all in the theaters. Yeah. Made a lot of money, and then um, the horror was reborn. Oh, I am so sorry. I need to really think, rethink that. Um, because I... Yeah, I didn't even really th- realize that. Yeah, that's a perfectly yeah. valid reason. And so we got the Wolfman. Um, I thought you were saying they lost a lot of money because of... No, they lost a lot of money because going... Cause Prior to that, they'd made a bunch of bad movies. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, one right. of which was actually called Werewolf of London. They, yeah, they did that. They did Tower of London. They did, oh god, they did um, a bunch of Poe films, which were so hit or miss. I enjoyed two of them: uh, the Black Cat and uh, the Pit and Pendulum. Uh, no, no, the Black Cat and uh, the Raven, which both have uh, Lugosi and Karloff. 
Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. short those stories actually are and how long they made those movies. The movies weren't that long, though. The movies okay. were only about, like, an hour apiece. Yeah, you can't really make the Raven into an hour long <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy sitting there, like, thinking about it. They movie. made it into an hour-long movie, and it was phenomenal. It's funny how they Lugosi upstages Karloff ridiculously. So, yeah. Anyway, so let's get to The Wolfman. You start off, why do you like The Wolfman so much? I think The Wolfman's cool because, uh, like, The Wolfman is, like, uh, this... <clears throat> like he's a so right off the bat he's one of the more conflicted characters that you'll run into as like Absolutely. a universal Hollywood feature like he is a good person deep down inside but like then suddenly the moon comes out and like it's just like rage and like murderous intent even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright yeah okay yeah Josh you really memorized that whole thing wow I've seen the movie like 10,000 times <laughs> give me a break dude that was, a, that was amazing Thanks. um the way you looked at me when you said that too but it was just like yeah like like it's just this passionate creature comes out of this dude and it's just it's just scary dude but it's also dope like and then you see these like, and then he's like fighting to like not kill like his father. You know, it's just like dumb little. It's like things like that are just so good because it's just complex human nature, and it's the first time you ever like really see that in like these like campy ass creatures. You know, and it's not even that because you made, you made the point as we were we were we took a little walk after we recorded our last episode, and you made the point about how the Wolfman is a slasher film. Uh, no, I was saying Frankenstein is a slasher film. Well, Wolfman is kind of is too. Oh, yeah, Wolfman totally is, but I'm saying Because you, you got like this Night Stalker, I mean, and just the, just the setup of the story, you've got uh, this Night Stalker who, there's the pretty girl across the way, lives with her dad because her mom's mysteriously out of the picture. And, and then you got the police on, you got the police worrying about it, there's sort of this just and then there's a the old gypsy because of a curse it it is a it's a very slasher-esque formula yeah it is yeah and and let's just talk let's start from the beginning so you got Lon Chaney Jr who we can't talk about Lon Chaney Jr without it for, without first talking about his father Lon Chaney Sr who um was a horror icon in his own right cuz you know he did Phantom of the Opera did Hunchback of Notre, Notre Dame he did um, this Lost film called London After Midnight, which I think was... I think that's a vampire movie. Then he did Laugh, Clown, Laugh. I mean, he, the man was known as the man of a thousand faces just because he was so innovative with his makeup. Yeah. Made these great faces. And then you got his son, who is not that good of an actor. No, yeah, it's not that amazing at all. And, like, you got... Just looking at Lon Chaney Jr., because he, he would have been in his mid-30s when this movie came out. And so, therefore, you figure, okay, he knows how the business works, he grew up in it, and he looks like a dad, instead of this romantic lead, like he should. And on top of that, Chaney had a reputation for being a notorious drunk on set, not unlike Colin Clive, who was uh, the original Dr. Frankenstein, plus... It was so bad to the point where he, where his co-star uh, in this movie, whose name escapes me, the the she plays uh, the leading lady, where she pretty much did not like working with him, even though she was paired with with Cheney several times. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I, I looked this up yesterday. 
So. Wow, interesting. Uh, yeah, I just really like the Wolfman, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Yeah, but, but it's a great story because it, it's set up like you go you go to this Welsh village where oddly enough, all but two people have American accents. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's like, it's like yeah, like the constable had uh, has an American accent. Ralph Bellamy, who um, was who um, was in Trading Places as one of, as one of uh, the Rich Brothers. Trading Places was directed by John Landis, who directed what that we're talking about later. Oh, American, uh, American Werewolf American in London. Yeah. yeah, interesting correlation there. But yeah, so it's, it must have been one of those those seg- uh, those segments of Hollywood where nobody really cared about accents. Mm-hmm. And this is just, it's a Welsh village, at least make an effort. Yeah. So, uh, he's there uh, to help take over the estate because his brother's passed away. Claude Rains playing um, Sir John Talbot. Great actor because at this point, he, Rains was pretty established. He, I guess you could say he was the selling point for this movie. Okay, he's in this movie, people will go see it. Yes. Yeah, because at, at this point in his career, he'd been in um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Um, he, uh, had been in Adventures of Robin Hood. Yes. With, um, with, uh, this guy, Patrick Knowles, who, who had a small part in this, and then we'll, we'll talk more about him later. Uh, he had, was this before or after Casablanca? Uh, this well, movie? Yeah, I think, I, I think, I think it was after. It was, it was a year before or after Casablanca, give or take. So, yeah. Casablanca was, uh, hang on, I'll just look it up really quick. No, oh, no, this was before, because Casablanca was from 1942. I thought this movie was forty four. No, this was uh, no. Um, Wolfman's forty one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so Claude Rains, he's, he's this very British, this very British parent. Uh, your brother died. You have to come take over the estate. And either way, it's it's very obvious he's the money grab of this movie. So to get, try to get people to come out and watch. And of course, there's the Gypsy Curse, where uh, Larry Talbot, yes, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. comes out and takes takes the girl out with her friend. Go see some gypsies to get the fortune told. And here's where we see Bela Lugosi. In th- at this point in, in his career, I, c- I can only feel bad for the guy. Because Universe- Universal did him so dirty. Because the- apparently Karloff was preferred because he was a native English speaker. Lugosi was from Hungary, had a very heavy accent. And at this point, he's just forced to take so many movies for the money. Yeah, just because he he ran up a hospital bill when his son was born. I mean, if you if you look at the movies he made in the latter part of the '30s, so many of them are just awful. They're they're kind of like Roger Corman before Roger Corman was a thing. Yeah, it's like, oh man, it's like what like being an athlete must have been back in the day, like where it's like you were you were like playing the game, but you were paid nothing just because, but you would just take whatever yeah. you could, right? Like, man, think about that. Bela Lugosi had a sellout film and was just broke. Like, name well, like I, th- a, I think a lot of it had to do with him turning down Frankenstein. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about how much money he must have, like, not had. Yeah, I mean, he had to borrow from the Actors Fund at one point. Yo, that's ridiculous. Like, they had a fund. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. So he plays, oddly enough, a character named Bella. That's right. Who is... Now, now here's the big part of, of a werewolf culture where... They're marked with the pentagram. You can see he has that mark on, of the five-pointed star on his forehead, I believe. Yes. And he, they can see the same mark on their next victim. And so he's reading this poor girl's palm, sees the mark, says, Get out, get out, oh my God. 
And sure enough, he turns into a wolf. Yeah, kills her. And then Lon Chaney Jr., Larry Talbot, fights her up, fights him off, beats him to death with a silver-handled cane. But sure enough, he got bit too, and now he's the Wolfman. That's right. And then there's a, there's another actress in there, Maria Uspinskaya, who plays Maliva, who is the head gypsy woman. And she's just great. Just like one of those original Stanislavski actors. Can just does it so effortlessly. She does so little with her face, just delivers the lines, and she's she's mesmerizing. Oh yeah, she's so good at that. Yeah, and then she and then sure enough, like, just to break the Wolfman's curse, like I think it's right after death, she just sort of recites this incantation. So I always forget that he looks like William Regal. <laughs> Either way, just such a tragic story. Yeah, you know what's so interesting about the Wolfman too to me is um, especially spoiler alert, he dies by his own father's hand with the same cane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what is, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, then stop listening. Um, why are you listening to a podcast about werewolves? Newsflash, people! This is an iconic film. If you haven't seen it yet, go out and watch it. If it granted, we'll, we'll probably record episodes for new movies where we won't give spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not terrible people. Yeah. But this movie's seven, like almost eighty years old. Watch the damn movie, jeez. Wow, Josh, you took that to a whole other level. But yes, you're right, Josh. <clears throat> Stop not listening to watching movies. Anyway, so um, what's great about this is also like to me that always felt funny. Is that nowadays cinema, like, this is how hardcore our cinema is. Nowadays cinema, he would have found a way to, like, break the curse while living. Yeah. But in, like, back then it was, like, in order to break the curse, you must die and find eternal peace. That's bleak as shit. Like, can you be, like, can you imagine, like, living with, like, a Hollywood movie being, like, there is a way out of this. And the guy being, like, yeah, how? And it's, like, you gotta just die. And then it's like, no, that's a terrible ending to the movie. Like, I just think that's just what's so weird about Hollywood. Does that make sense about Hollywood cinema, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how Hollywood cinema nowadays would never be this bleak as, like, a good ending. Right. Right? Um, this is considered a good ending in 1941, where at the end, the main character, the only way for him to escape his curse is to just die like just then okay whatever <laughs> like you know what i mean but like nowadays or like whatever you know what i'm saying like back then this was a good ending and yeah it's insane to which, me which kind of lend, lends credence to the to the sequel frankenstein meets the wolfman which pretty much the first crossover film of uh-huh. its generation yeah and in this one you get lon cheney jr back as as larry talbot you've got um and then pretty much there's grave robbers who, oddly enough, in this case, are not funny. No, yeah. I mean, I know we bring up a lot of times that grave robbers are funny. Uh, 
Yeah, these guys are They're not, not funny. funny. Don't rob graves, people, please. It's frowned upon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're breaking into the Talbot family mausoleum. They are... They're trying... And they're getting ready to steal the ring and the watch. Mm-hmm. And then they open up the coffin and, oh, there's Wolfbane. They get it, they throw it off, and all of a sudden, Larry Talbot lives. I wasn't aware that... Because at the end, Maliva basically breaks the curse by reciting that incantation. Yeah, sure. But now, since apparently that goes out the window right now, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm confused. I mean... I mean, it's okay. I mean, what, what, do we, you know. what do we want from yeah. this? Like, what did you want from a movie called Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman? Everything! <laughs> like, it's not even versus or, like, ex-Wolfman. You know what I mean? Like, Freddy versus Jason or Alien v. Predator or, like, Jason x, like... Ah, oh, that one doesn't count. Um, but, I want everything, damn it. But, like, this is... Yo, what's gonna happen in this movie? Yo, Frankenstein... Is gonna meet the Wolfman, and we're all, and then everybody was like, "Yo, are you fucking nuts!" Like, yeah, that's great. That's nuts to me. So the the general premise of, of this film, though, is <laughs> that idea. sorry, it's just so funny to me <laughs> that like they only like they gave you the whole. They say, "Yo, he's gonna meet the Wolfman," and that was like the biggest selling point they had. Nowadays, it's just like they're gonna meet and fight, but these guys are just like, "Yo, what's up?" Not much, and then they would. Go about the rest of their movie. It's so strange, because, like, in the first film, Larry Talbot, he's this very buttoned-up... I don't know whether he's British or American. He looks like a gentleman, walking with the cane. And then, in this one, you see Lon Chaney Jr., maybe just as drunk, just as strung out. And you see him, he kind of wakes up in the hospital with a skull fracture. And he's like, oh, who am I? Oh, I'm Lawrence Talbot. When is it? Oh, it's four years later. Wait, oh, I died? What? Yeah. He's like, you gotta help me. I changed into a wolf at night. And so he's going to try to find Maliva. Everyone thinks he's crazy. He finds Maliva, and they're like, oh, let's let's go to this little European village where we can find Dr. Frankenstein. And at this point, you see um, Chaney more in his, in his element. He's kind of got that almost drunk cowboy look going on. Kind of more accustomed to what we saw from him in Of Mice and Men a yeah. few years earlier. A little more casual, and he gets to the village. Oh, surprise! The doctor's dead. We don't want to. We don't want to have anything to do with his family anymore. His daughter's linger anymore. The castle's ruined. Who's in a block of ice? The monster, and who's playing the monster this time around? Trying to make up for the mistake he made ten years ago. Lagosi. That's right. And this is the point where you feel really bad for Lagosi because he's just doing that typical Frankenstein walk with the arms out, kind of stumbling. It was so it was so clear that he was this was his money grab. Yeah. One of his many money grabs. Um and then he and, and Talbot kind of become buddy buddy. He's saying and because the monster says, Oh, you could um look over here, find find this, find that. And and then he meets up with Frankenstein's daughter just to discuss what's going on. Then out of all things, there's a musical scene, which I don't understand. Because it's the I understand. The, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I understand it's the forties. It's kind of fun, but it's a, it's a new wine festival, and then you got this Russian dude singing here. What will you play first? Yeah, 
Yeah. And so this scene goes on for about two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. It, it's the 40s. I guess music, musicals were selling a little bit. You're going to see a lot more of this, Josh, especially from like the 40s on to about the 70s of just random musical numbers will pop up. Uh, You're talking in non-musical films specifically. Yeah, have I ever told you about... I have told you about this movie. Oh, I love this movie. I gotta find this movie later. Um, The Curse of the Werewolf's Daughter. With a van- or oh, Dracula's Daughter. I think God. I mentioned this before. I, dude, just hearing it's the, the title, worst. I don't want to see that. It's the worst. It's my favorite. At one point, it's are, we, like, are we talking Plan Nine worst or? Oh God, it's pretty bad, man. Anyway, uh, but this movie sold. Anyway, so basically, the whole plot is this girl. She gets uh, bitten by a werewolf, or has a fa- no, she has a family curse where she turns into a werewolf that looks like Dracula <laughs> and kills girls in her sorority. Um, oh, because geez. yeah, fuck it, right. This is like 19... <coughs> black and white. This is like 1951. Um, 51. But then at one point... So like right before... So right as Roger Corman's getting active, of course. Exactly. So like at this exact same time, out of nowhere, there's just a musical number from a guy named like Jimmy... Jimmy Tamari to, to or something like that. Like it's just like Jimmy Kennedy, something like that. And it's just a two to five minute dance number. Um... That pops up in the movie. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then the guy just goes, like, doesn't exist <coughs> anymore. Excuse me. Um, I guess I mean, Tarantino kind of did that with Death, Death Proof, but like, or like uh, the Down in Mexico scene. But like, yeah, like, that's like a big thing during the 40s to the 60s. Even like so, I think that, that little clip we just played, that, that's probably the first ever instance of Euro Trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. But here's what I don't understand because I I understand that that Talbot he he wants to die because because during the scene at the end he, there's a there's um he's sitting there with Frankenstein's daughter and the singer goes oh they will live eternally and Talbot just snaps and says no I don't want to live eternally no go away fuck you and it's all bad yeah and I'm just thinking dude like okay eternal life isn't the best but what. What if there was a way to reverse this curse on you so that you could live your life and not be the Wolfman ever again? Yeah, at this point I was like... No, I don't care about that. I want to die anyway. Okay, fine. Go back to Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, emo punk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> God, all right, that was mean. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so... Going, another thing about this movie is that the monster... Another, this is another reason I feel bad for Lugosi. The movie itself, it's about an hour and ten minutes long. Lugosi's screen time, from start to finish, five and a half minutes. I told you. I said that. I said he literally all he does is meet Frankenstein. Yeah, five and a half and then, minutes. And then he's like, peace, bitch. And, and then that's <laughs> it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> I told you. I fucking told you, man. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we, now we got to get into the specifics of it. Five and a half minutes. Oh god! Yeah, no, meets I the just, wolf man. They fight it out. They die. <laughs> Boom. It's, it makes no fucking sense. Um, literally, the whole movie is around that five minutes, and they spend about an hour and ten, like just leading up to that five minutes. And it's like literally all I do is they meet and they die. Well. He, well, Alien versus Predator at least tried to give the alien some space to be its own character. This yeah. movie is literally just Wolfman Part Two and the Tony Stark cameo at the end. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> like, That's a good way of putting it, the Tony Stark cameo. Like, it's just like, like, this is the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man, right? But then it, it, you counted that Justine with Tony Stark walking in. being. Oh, like, you're talking to the, the Norton Hulk. Yeah, yeah okay. it's just like, this, that was the Incredible Hulk featuring Tony Stark. Yeah. That's what we just saw. That was Tony, <laughs> literally Hulk met Tony Stark. That's what meeting is. That's not versus. That's not X. That's literally just he met. If you want a good movie, watch Alien vs. Predator. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, that's a good crossover movie, though. Yeah, so, they, is Fre- they, so is Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, Freddy vs. Jason. So, you know, because they made you pick a side. Yeah. And I was Team Freddy. Oh, I was Team Jason. Because, oh, like, you yeah. knew that Jason... Because, like, they made you feel bad for Jason Voorhees. Like, he literally killed all the characters. Freddy Krueger didn't kill a single character in that movie. Eh, Freddy he Kr- got, no, I got a couple in there in, in Dreamland. He got... Remember when he, when he burned the kid's back up, like, about, about half an hour in? Yeah, he hurt the kid, but he didn't kill the kid. No, he did. All no. right, well, yeah. I forgot. Anyway, the ending sequence where, like, Jason's just smashing people around. Yo, remember when the black chick gets killed? Yeah. Yo, I was like, yo, why are we on Jason's side here? Like, this doesn't make... Like, they were like, yo, we gotta get Jason to fight Freddy. That was the whole plot. I'm sorry, I this is not relevant to our current conversation. I mean, we were we were going to discuss crossovers anyway, but, but just um, the fact that Jason Voorhees killed three fourths of those kids, and those kids were dumb enough to be like, "Yo, Jason Voorhees is our bro." That's fucked up. Also, I don't ever understand how at the end of those movies, people are always like in bed or in showers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if. I just escaped that type of situation. You bet your ass I am not doing anything normal. I'm going to be on my couch with a machete, a shotgun, pepper spray, and all the lights in my house on. Dude, fucking, what's her name? Um, uh... <laughs> oh, you're talking, wait, were you talking like from Halloween or... No, Terminator. Uh, oh, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor did it right. <laughs> Sarah Connor got chased out by a fucking robot, like, the entire city of Los Angeles. And what happened? She became just, like, a fucking warrior. Uh... But, like, at the end of these things, it's always, like, babes, like... Let's have sex. Let's have sex. And it's, like... No, that's right, how we got in this mess in the first let's place. Let's have sex. No, I'm gonna be in the shower. Hang on. I'll be right there. And then they, like, get undressed. And then they go in the shower, and then the door opens, and they're, like, babe? Babe? And it's, like... Surprise! I have a knife! And it's, like, surprise, you're dead. And then you, and somehow, second of all, there's always a sequel, because she survived. Um, yeah. But also, like... Those people, yeah, like I would, I would be like, I would be like in a hut in Mexico. I'd be like, no one's getting to me. Like, fuck you. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, he will be back. Like, I'll Sarah Connor it, man. Yeah. Like, she did that shit right, and then she died of like skin cancer, and we were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. That's that's how we all kind of want to go. We don't want to get murdered by a fucking machete wielding undead creature. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, sad that she died, but we were all like, oh, yeah, she did look like... Let, let, all right, now that we've fallen even further down the crossover hole, let's let's go back up to Frankenstein meets... Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Can't talk today. Anyway, Lugosi's in it for five and a half minutes, and he has no lines except for the usual... Ugh, ugh, typical Frankenstein shit. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but apparently, he did have lines at one point, because, you know, that in Bride of Frankenstein, which apparently is canon again now, yes. uh, the monster learned how to speak. Yes. And he said... and. There were lines that Lugosi made about wanting to take over the world, but since this movie came out, I think in 1943, 1944... We ain't talking about taking over the world. Yeah, because, uh, hey, we're fighting this guy Hitler. Ever heard of him? So, 
Yeah, also, all these movies get real patriotic for no reason. This, yeah. This one isn't patriotic. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Universal's like, uh, we shouldn't do that, because this, this predates McCarthyism by about ten years or so. Yeah, this is just like your typical case of, like, you know, hey, maybe not the time. Like, whenever like whenever you hear about, like, mass shooting episodes or something, and mm-hmm. then people are like, maybe we should just chill on the mass shooting for, like, a second. Um, it was just, like, it was more, like... Legit, that's a sensitive ass issue. Yeah. Um, so like, just like, let's all chill for like a minute. Let's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I like American Horror Story. But, but, so what was that? Oh, I love American Horror Story. By the way, if you haven't seen, that's what the reference I'm talking about. Oh, and um, oh, and a murder house. No, no, no. Oh, did they have that problem? Oh, uh, no, in American. Yeah, Horror. Evan Peters' character in the in the oh, first yeah. season. Yeah. So, oh, he plays a lot of shooters. Um, no. He's so good though. He's so good. Yeah, the first season of that. Oh, dude, that was 2010. Yeah, that was I remember. The, and, like, that was 2010, and we were like, hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about school shooters. That's nuts. Also, because uh, it's been, like, fucking seven years, and we're still worried about this. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, the American Horror Story Season 7 situation happened. They had a mass shooting episode. Oh, you're talking about cults right now? Yeah, they were supposed to have a mass shooting episode, and then they cut it. A- American Horror Story and I are kind of on a break just because I try. Like I thought Freak Show was phenomenal. That's my. That's probably my favorite season thus far. Yeah, I actually sat backwards when you said that. <laughs> that's that terrible opinion. <laughs> I like Freak Show. All right. Um, <laughs> I tried watching Hotel. Couldn't get past the first episode. It really sucks because that's actually the one I like. Yeah, that's not my I, 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 I didn't. I didn't even. Bo- I didn't even bother with Roanoke. Oh, Roanoke's pretty good. Maybe I'll give Roanoke. It's a watch. different. I gotta finish Stranger Things first. Season two comes out soon. I'm not gonna say when because it dates the episode. Yeah, and my uh, and my loot crate uh, has a Stranger Things can- Stranger Things thing coming in uh, yeah, next week. Yeah, let me get that. Uh, <laughs> if I don't want, if I don't want it, um, you can have it. Yay. <laughs> anyway, anyway we have we have gone so off subject in this episode. No, it's, I think it's fun. I think it's great. Um, Wolfman is the Wolfman's my favorite thing. I'll talk. The Wolfman will come back in future podcasts. I think. Yes. I think the Wolfman will be fine. Yeah, yeah, and then there's there was the remake with Benicio del Toro, which I I haven't seen. You you, know, you have seen it. Let's just have a Benicio del Toro marathon and watch three movies. Great. Okay. Because. But for the, he made two, so we got to figure out what the third one's going to be. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's go to the next film. And you've been looking forward to this, because you know what, folks? This is a new feature. It's time for the, the JB and Eddie sing-along. Oh, God. No one's laughing at the Benicio, though. Yes, it is. First verse, then the chorus, then we move on. It's crazy that... This is like hardcore rock and roll back in the day. Yeah. Saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for a place called Liho Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Ah werewolves of London. Ah And we just lost a bunch of our subscribers right there. I thought we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Anyway, American Werewolf in London, 1981. Uh, You were talking about this movie, A Storm. I didn't see it until last night slash this afternoon. Slash. Holy shit, what a good movie. Yeah, you've never seen that movie. I'd seen pockets of it on Comedy Central. Yeah, it's good. But it was just, it was so good. Um... 
I, I, mean, I would highly recommend it because first off, John Landis can do no wrong. John Landis is the man. Yeah. His um, son Max I'm, is even better. Uh, he's. I'm not going to talk about him. We are on a break. <laughs> uh, okay, he, Max isn't better. Max, but yeah, as a John, person, he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, sorry, Max. <laughs> as from what I've heard, and I'm just going to kind of. Yeah. But oh, John's wow. the man. Can we edit that part? Because <laughs> he does use the internet. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, no, um, no, I'm kidding, Max. I, I think you're a pretty okay dude. I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um. Either way, because because John Landis here. Let, let's pull up his his full filmography because this this was only I think his second or third big movie. This was not a. This was not a. Um, the, this was this was at the point in his career where he had um where he had been okay. You know what? I can take a few risks right now because he'd done some part-time acting. He was in, he was in the movie Kelly's Heroes as a production assistant with Clint Eastwood and Don Rickles. Mm-hmm. He had a small part in Battle for Planet of the Apes. Directed <laughs> Kentucky Blues Brothers. Well, name. yeah, he directed Kentucky Fried Movie. Directorial debut, something we've both seen several times, Animal House. Oh, my favorite though coming up, hang on, is Your favorite uh, thing coming up. is a uh, Banana Monster. Banana Monster? What? That's a real thing that he did. Uh, go up, go up, go up, go up. Where are you looking for? Coming to America? No. Uh, 1941, Blues Brothers. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a movie. Uh, trust me. Look, look, up, look up Banana Monster really quick. It's a real thing. Banana Monster, John Landis. Uh, it was like his first. That, this is his first. Oh, Schlock. Oh, Schlock. Okay, yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah, they, I think they changed the subtitle to Banana Monster. <laughs> Because it's about a giant... Oh, he wrote, directed, and starred in this. So he Oh, so he plays Schlock. And then also, when it was released, it was known as Banana Monster somewhere. That's funny, because he does not look like a banana monster. I mean, he's a giant monkey from space. Yeah, uh, but they apparently call it Banana Monster. Yeah, but anyway, so the point is... Why would I make that up? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why would you make that up? I don't know. Anyway, so now we've got John Lance. He did Animal House. He was involved in, in 1941 by Spielberg. Did the Blues Brothers to continue the comedy thing? Yeah, and then he does, and then a year later does American Werewolf in London, where yeah. he, where he's still fairly young because this came out in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, this was he, the he, that you know he was thirty one years old when he made this movie. Yeah, this is in the Landis that you know today. Yeah, and it's just even though it's it's very dark, it's a horror comedy. It still has a very Landis feel to it. Yeah, it's it's, got, um, it's kind of got that feel where it's like it's very casual. The dialogue's very authentic. It's not too goofy. Yeah. I mean, that, that was that was the beauty of, of Animal House, where there was actually a source material, because there was a National Lampoon writer who wrote the book, The Real Animal House, that came out a few years ago, but he, he was a writer on the movie, and then he said, no, 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 this is what happened. This is, here, here's what actually happens when you're doing this. Yes. So he's got, he's got, Landis has this power and talent, mind you, to just take the most casual thing Amp it up to eleven, and then maintain its authenticity. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's and and he good. even went so far. This was a he made this a lycanthrope production. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. because like an, like anthropy or like lycanthrope lycanthrope. I I can't pronounce things. Um, that's um, being afflicted as a werewolf, and 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 then you got these two college students. They're going around the English countryside. They stop in a pub, the slaughtered lamb, which we have here in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, I had my birthday there a few times. Maybe I'll have it. Maybe I'll have it there this year again. Um, and they go in there, and they're trying to get food, and everyone's kind of afraid of the werewolf. Yeah, that's you know that's kind of it kind of harkens back to Dracula a little bit. You know, getting back is that point where people are like, no, don't go out at this part of the night. It's like, 
Why? Well, not just that. It's also kind of like the whole Ghost of Frankenstein where they figure, okay, if, if we don't talk about this thing, it doesn't exist. Like, we keep this as, as under wraps as possible. Yeah. Maintain control. Yeah. Because the, these British countrysiders, they know all about the werewolf that's out and about killing and eating people. Yeah. And yet they try to, like, just keep it a secret from everybody. You know what also is really interesting about that is um, that's a very, like, 1880s concept of, like... No, you must not go out at night before the... Because the countryside is hunted by, like, this thing. Yeah. Like, but these are, like... So they take this, like, really 1880s type trope of, like, the curses and, the and like, the scary justifications of, like, why things are happening are just, like, the kind of because the tradition says. And that's a very 1880s, like, uh, storyline that they use. And then they put it in the 1970s. So the kids are just... So, like, all the kids are, like... Like... In the 1930s, it would have been like, well, I appreciate, I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate your story. They're very, they're very like, aw, shucks, Jimmy, Jimmy yeah, Stewart. Yeah, but thing. these kids are like, oh, we gotta go? And yeah, it just, uh, it feels I gotta good. go see a it's guy like, uh, about a thing. They're fucking nuts. Where, like, in the 1930s, they would have been like, well, I guess I'll try not to stay out too late then. And it's like, and they never, like, stay out too late. They always get attacked, like, as they're going home. Um, these kids were, like, about to go in the middle of the night. To, like, another town. Like, yeah, and they were going to walk. And they were going to walk, because they're dumb. They're dumb college yeah, students. Yeah, you got, you got Griffin Dunn. Yes. And, um, oh, I, David Naughton, I think his name is. David. I just don't know. Yeah, well, he plays a character, David, here. We'll, we'll pull it up right now. No, I mean, I'm just saying, that's what his name is, is David. I know that. Yeah, because Griffin Dunn, had, he's been in several things. David Naughton, besides this, hasn't really done anything. He did, like, a little bit of TV work. Yeah, I know, it's weird. He's a perfect example of, he's kind of like the Robert England type, where you he, he took one role and made a career out of it. He's the Marty Jannetty to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Whereas Griffin Dunn, he's from a very successful family. Dominic Dunn was his father. Um, a famed journalist, I believe Dominic is. Yeah, producer, writer, investigative journalist. His, his sister, Dominique Dunn, who was in Poltergeist and then got murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at Our condolences, Griffin, if you're listening. For fact, no, but he, name, her dad's name is Dominic, and her name is Dominic. Is yeah, name. so he did American Werewolf in London, then he did Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton. He did Amazon Women on the Moon. Ha! <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, he was... Nailed that. You're really, you're really killing it. Yeah, he was He was uh, the teacher in My Girl. <laughs> wow, shit. Yeah. Right. Damn, dude. Uh, he was in Quiz Show. He was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had... He produced Joe's Apartment, the, the MTV movie with the cockroaches. Jesus, Josh, that's that's a piece of information. Yeah. Is that your foot on my leg? No, that's... that's oh, it's a chair, okay. Yeah. Stop yeah, playing a, footsie. That's a real... Yeah, and then you got, and then you got a David... A real piece of information that you know. Yeah, about and, then you got, and then you got David Naughton, who, oddly enough, is, is educated at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, and then he does American Werewolf in London... And then he doesn't really do anything after that. Because, newsflash, he's not that good of an actor. I mean, yeah, who cares? Yeah. That's what's, but that's the, what's so good about this movie. Yeah, and it's just like, because Landis, like I said, even though it's a horror comedy, it's still very much a Landis film, because you've, like you've got the random doo-wop music all over the place. Yeah. You got him, like, right before he turns into the werewolf, they played Bad Moon Rising by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. yeah Perfect and, song for a werewolf. Yeah, and then you just got this one scene where he's in the hospital recovering from the werewolf bite, where um, his where David's friend Jack Griffin Dunn just shows up randomly. Can I have a piece of toast? Get the 
fuck out of here, Jack. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, I can't take this. Am I asleep now or awake or what? I realize I don't look so hot, David. But I thought you'd be glad to see me. David! You're hurting my feelings. Hurting your feelings? Has it occurred to you that... It might be unsettling to see you rise from the grave to visit me. Sorry to be upsetting you, David, but I had to come. Aren't you supposed to be buried someplace in New York? Yeah. Your parents came to my funeral. I was surprised at how many people came. Why should you be surprised? You were a very well-liked person. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? Well, I liked you. Debbie Klein cried a lot. Oh, God. Am I asleep now or what? So... You got Griffin Dunn, who was like undead. The flesh is hanging off of him. Uh, Rick Baker won his first Oscar for makeup doing this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Rick Baker. I mean, he also did. He did Men in Black. He did um, Nutty Professor. He did Norbit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't. We're really gonna throw Norbit in there. <laughs> yeah, well, he he did um, the New Wolfman with a yeah, Del Yeah, but we really had to throw. <laughs> we really just had to throw. Yeah, I did. I, I thought of Norbit and it came up. Norbit has a negative two on good tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Norbit, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's just... Oh, come on, Josh. Move on. Norbit has value. Shut Josh. up. Anyway. Um, no, no, but, but, but this scene right here, um, Jack pretty much tells David, only way you can rest in peace is if you kill yourself. You know what's so nuts about that what? is it goes back to the thing I was saying, right? It's like, now you have found peace because you have died. This is a situation where I would say, yeah, this is the moment where, like, kind of like, we got, like, a Hollywood thing where he's like, no. Yeah. No, I don't want to die. No, screw you. Screw you. I'm going to figure out a way to get around. He's like, come on, dude. Like, in the way he does it, like, come I'm on, not, bro. All right, yeah. you're, you're going to keep haunting me until I kill myself? Okay, how about I just burn some sage right in your face? Yeah, go away, and ghost. And you don't like, like that. And he's like, yeah, but also you're going to be a werewolf. You're going to kill more people. And that's what's so great about that is he his active reluctance to be like, there's got to be a way around this. Like, there's going to be a way around this because that's what Hollywood teaches us nowadays. Or, like, back, you know, currently, is that there's a way around the death thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll find a charm that's hidden in the Amazon and I'll stop being a wolf. Like, yeah, and then because um, the, the nurse in this is played by Jenny Agater, who you know from Equus. Um, she was on some show in, uh, in England. I... I I can't remember the name. I think That's Ma- right. Mary Widow. Okay, I think. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so all of a sudden she takes him home and next thing you know they're fucking in the shower after she's known him for all of two days. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy is that um, this guy got laid like a lot for no reason. Like, yeah. it's like, they're like, they're like in the shower and they take, like, she was just trying to do her job, man. Like, why are you picking up women at their job? I don't well, know. Well, she was willing, too. I mean, like... I, I know. It's, no. like, it's just, like, weird that, like, that that's such a weird plot summary. I don't know. Yeah, but then, but then you got that very... That overly British doctor who's her boss who actually goes to the slaughter lamb to investigate the werewolf claims because the police get involved. Yeah, you know what's really interesting about it is that's kind of, like, the interesting... That's kind of, like, the, um... The modern day type Van Helsing. Yeah. That makes sense. We're like the doctor who's going to be like, well, I have a hot, like, it's not like I'm just interested with me. He's like, I got a hospital claim, so I got to go investigate the werewolf. All right. Well, I'm a werewolf expert now. Let's do this. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that type of thing. Yeah. And then there, then there's that 
hilarious scene in the in the porno theater where David's watching the movie because he's trying to kill time in Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack's even more rotted corpse shows up at this point. Lay's victims come up and they're all offering him suggestions on how to kill himself. It's like one guy like we killed in the subway station. Uh, you left my wife without a husband and my children without a father. I must be avenged. Kill yourself so I can rest in peace. And then there's the couple who you killed, and they're like, oh, hi, happy, nice to see you. Kind of like that, the, the British manners. Yeah. And there's the old homeless guys who are like, dude, we were old already. We were going to die soon. What the fuck? <laughs> so, and then, oh, why don't you put a gun in your mouth? Why don't you use a knife? Why don't you jump in front of a train? Poison yourself. Yeah, it's, and, and, and oh, it's like, God. it's great because, like, again, like, death is not a good thing. But, like, like, the whole point of surviving a horror film is not to die, right? Yeah. So, so like, but again, in the original Werewolf, it's like... It, it, it's, the, it's the original Survivor game show. Don't yeah. die in the horror movie. Yeah, it's so simple. It's just, Sorry. It's so simple. It's just like, hey, just don't... Just fucking kill yourself. And it's like, no. It's like, all right, well, I guess... We're kill gonna or keep, be killed. So we're going to yeah. keep doing... Um, It's just funny. I don't know. Yeah. Either way... Um, where, in terms of werewolf movies, because now, like, with Twilight, it's just, it's just all uh, You know, we've talked so much about Twilight this weekend. Oh, I mean, God. Uh, not this weekend, but someone. Yeah, but either way, I think, in terms of werewolves, I mean, with the Wolfman, you can't really go any, you know, go wrong. Be I think, Toro or Chaney. I think so, werewolves are good. They're yeah. Werewolves are good. Um, I enjoyed Wolfman, enjoyed Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Can I recommend American Werewolf in London enough? So thank you for suggesting that. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. I'm so, I was so shocked that you didn't see that movie. Well, like I said, I saw parts of it. I think there's um, also an American Werewolf in Paris, which is not good. Oh, Tom Everett Scott from uh, That Thing You Do. Yeah, that's not, not a good movie. Don't worry about that one. Yeah, watch it if you want, but yeah, no. Uh, anyway, that's our show for this week. Um, in terms of the three, my favorite, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, Hands down. I mean, yeah, completely. Yeah. What else do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you want to plug? Um, not really. Go follow my Twitter at the worst boy. Uh, B-O-I. Uh, and the American World from London. Go watch that. She, yeah. It's great. You can follow me at on Twitter at uh, JB'sWorld3286. Follow the podcast on Twitter at video underscore vault PC. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we will be back on Monday with our reactions to WWE TLC. Yeah. Yeah, so we will be uh, back Monday, and then that same week we will be covering the final theme week for October, The Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're watching then. We'll also have a big surprise for you come Halloween night. Uh, anything you want to add? Nope. It's been a real, yo, the, wor- the worst boy. Yeah, I'm the worst boy now. Fucking <laughs> worst boy. You are the worst. Over here, America's worst boy. Hey, yeah. Fucking follow us. Video ball. <laughs> Don't forget to lock up, folks. See you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>